Newberry, and from parts unknown, it is Matthew Two Tone Blue Parker. Parker, how goes it out in the hey, middle of nowhere? Hey, it's the best place to be. So I'm ready to yell and scream. Boom, we're Boom. here. It's championship Saturday night. I mean, Buckle up. little did we know that we were going to get an extra playoff game here <laughs> at the end of the season. And, you know, I would hate to, I would be remiss if I didn't say that someone on this panel predicted that this maybe would happen at the beginning of the year. Look, I can't take full credit for this because I didn't think this would be for the division. I thought uh, this would just be for the Jags to somehow sneak into the seventh playoff spot, but it yeah. is what it is. Well, you know, I mean, a lot of things have changed over the course of the year. We're going to talk about the the Week 18 battle for the South between the Titans and the Jaguars tomorrow night. Uh, we're also going to touch on some maybe some college football. Uh, we're going to probably at some point address the Demar Hamlin situation. Uh, but before we get started, guys, down below, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button for us. Really helps us out. Like and share with all your friends. Check us out on all of our social media: Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at DDS Sports Talk. And you can download all the audio versions on your favorite podcasting platform newberry let's jump right in i wonder what team i'm going for no lord i i just i couldn't guess you know if you gave me 100 guesses i probably couldn't guess all right here here we go parker so once upon a time the tennessee titans were seven and three and in that exact moment the jacksonville jaguars were three and seven the these two teams have gone in completely different ways uh, we've got one team that ownership is firing gms we've got uh, the players indirectly and somewhat directly being called out and then you've got this other guy <laughs> this other guy. doug peterson yeah who somehow just rallies the troops i mean they keep the faith this whole one game at a time. I mean, all the coaches say it, but uh, obviously this young Jacksonville Jaguar roster bought in. What do you make of this? I mean, it's totally ass backwards to me, which ways these teams are going. Yeah. I mean, if you would have told me when we were seven and three, that, that this could potentially happen, you know, it didn't, we even talked about it at the time at the time. I remember saying it was true. Even if Jack, it was such a small chance of it happening. Even if Jacksonville swept the Titans twice, the Titans still had a 95% chance to win the division. 
Yeah. This is the second longest losing streak in Titans history. Like this is a, I mean, that is why I'm trying to uh, talk Titans fans off the cliff, right? Where I try to tell them like, Hey, look at this game through this lens. Look at it through. This is where you're going to be. If you want it, you're going to be in the division or you're going to be the four seed. If you win the division, right? So you either win, you win the game, you win the division. Awesome. You're in the playoffs. Who knows what happens in the playoffs? Never know. Two, you went on the most epic losing streak ever for this for this team. If you lose the game, you literally got yourself in the best possible draft position after starting seven and three. There's literally nothing else you could have done but lost every game. What did you see, Blake, in the Dallas game? Hint, hint, the quarterback that gives you hope for week 18. Uh, you know, first off, uh, uh yeah, we'll address that at Elephant in the Room. Dobbs did about as well as I think anybody could have imagined he would do. And you were mentioning this guy's name I, way before it happened. I mean, look, I mean, the reality is, is Malik Willis is not ready to run an NFL offense yet. That's not a knock on him as a person. That's not even a knock on him. It's not a It's not a. Uh, a condemnation on him as a player even yet. Uh, but he's just not ready. Uh, and I said from the very beginning when they got Dobbs that he could not. Everybody here? Yep, everybody back. All right. Uh, so, yeah, he has similar attributes to Malik in that he can move around a little bit, but he's been in the NFL a while. He's learned a few offenses at this point. Uh, he's a smart kid, so studying the playbook's not a problem. And we saw in that game that when he moves outside the pocket, he actually is looking up the field. He's not necessarily looking to just run. And uh, he's also kind of playing for uh, for a spot on somebody's roster next year. So he is he's trying to ball out. He's trying to do the right things. It's going to be interesting in this game to see what happens when you add a Derrick Henry, when you add all the pieces that were missing in that game. Uh, given the fact that he actually gave him a chance to win, even with all the people sitting. Yeah, I mean, he did look good. And I'm not going to make turn this into a Malik podcast, but the issue with Malik isn't Malik. The issue with Malik is Todd Downing. Like, it's like sure. if, you, if you look back and you look at Jalen Hurts, you look at Justin Fields, you look at any of these guys, if they're forced into a pro-style offense, none of them are starting the league. They're all out. They're all gone. They're all done. And, and watching this Dobbs game last week, did y'all actually see? There was a, a, a play where Dobbs rolled out away from protection. They shifted the line over. I'm screaming like, Downing, where has this been all year? Like, yeah. It, but where was that play? I, like, usually it's just drop back pro style. They're actually doing things beneficial to the quarterback. I, I don't know. I'm not talking about just with Malik, but with, with a Tannehill behind this line, just all this stuff. I don't. So I was more impressed with Todd Downing in this last game than I was with Dobbs. It was, I would say, I would go as far as to say it was his best called game of the year. A lot uh, of people like the Green Bay game, though. Well, I mean, it's definitely between those two, but I mean, it, it's hard to say because you ran that offense that we loved all the plays with a guy that had been there for like, what, you know, 36 hours or whatever. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, Dude, I mean, where has that been? Like you said, Parker. I mean, and and look, no one is saying that Dobbs is going to go out here and throw for 350. I don't think he has to. No. I think he just has to be serviceable. I think 
we'll get into kind of what we think the keys here are to the game. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think Dobbs did an ab- admirable job considering the lack of time that he had to prepare for that game. And, I mean, it was an easy call for Vrabel moving into this game to start him. I mean, it, to me, it's the right – it's the only answer. <laughs> you can't – I mean, if you're, playing, I saw if you're no, playing to win, you put Dobbs I in. saw no possible way you could start Malik after what we saw from Dobbs. No. Well, I mean, and, and like Parker's saying, I mean, this is not the offensive coordinator to guide Malik Will- Willis in his first years in the league. I mean, uh, it was the same thing with Travis. It's not the exact same thing, but it was a similar type, type, of, type of situation where Urban Meyer was not the guy to guide Trevor Lawrence into this league in the first couple of years. And luckily for the Jaguars, they got, got out of that mess. If they're running this style of offense, yes, Dobbs is the guy to start. But if they would actually do something to his – I mean, we all know what Malik was in college. If they actually mm-hmm. did something like a gimmicky college type of offense that's incredibly difficult to stop, like 49ers were planning to do with Trey Lance, like Fields is doing, like Hurts, I can go down the line. That is actually, I think, the best chance to win this game. But since they are not going to do that, Malik does not need to be out there in a pro-style offense. If they're going to run the pro-style offense, Dobbs is the guy because they have they're just not gonna it's not gonna change at all. Agreed. Agreed. In, in the first game, this could be a first key of the night. <clears throat> in the first game, the Jacksonville Jaguars had four sacks, caused four turnovers, and scored 20 points off of those turnovers. Mm-hmm. So a couple of keys there. Yep. Turnovers Man. are always huge on any game. Sure. But well, in this oh, sorry, Dobbs can limit it. I believe, I believe he can limit. I think those. he can too because I think he, I think he can actually change protections. I don't think Malik has an, any idea how to change a protection in the NFL. I don't think he has any idea what he's reading. But Malik didn't even play. That was Brian Tannehill in that game. I was Derrick Henry. I know, but I'm just saying. And Derrick Henry's two fumbles. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but I'm saying, do you think that Malik would be able to change a protection? Well, no, at all. But don't get me wrong. Behind this offensive line, it may not matter. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, it, I'm done talking about Malik because yeah. he's a yeah. no now, no news. In but this I'm with game. Parker though. You know, are we going to stick with? I think we will stick with the pro style. But it wouldn't surprise me for them to slip in some of these little little plays that we saw maybe against uh, Dallas, where where Dobbs is rolling out. I mean, I, that would be nice to see. Yeah, it's ten to one right now. By the way, for Dobbs score a touchdown, and that could absolutely happen. And Bradley, you're right. The, the sacks are big. And you remember who was big in that one, too? We had Dwayne Smoot back there. And he is going to be coming after it because guess what? One sack. This is the time to look at incentives. One sack, Smoot gets an extra $250,000. No. So just to pause on your thought there, Smoot is out for the year oh, that's with, right. with that's a right. knee. That's right. Never mind. So Even better news for the Titans. No, that's right. Right. That's so right. He'll, not be, he'll not be rushing the passer. It I was trying to look at again. incentives. <laughs> It'll be Josh <clears throat> Allen again. It'll be Roy Robertson Harris and Foley Fatukasi. They've been stuff in the middle. You can just go ask the Jets with that. But uh yeah. now Fatukasi was limited out. limited uh participation in this this yep. week's I mean he's gonna play though, I'm just assuming. And Trevor, just like the last two months. Yeah, yeah I don't ever since they haven't practiced, he's been a totally different player, apparently. <laughs> he he looks better now than he did before the injury. Exactly, it's weird. I, I don't it, understand. Toe, he that. doesn't practice anymore, but he he's but like you're a talk- Steve McNair. 
but you talk about turn but you talk about turners and i think people don't know how big that derrick henry fumble was the game was close tight or driving it literally lost i will sit here and say derrick henry has lost two games for the titans single-handedly yep. this year um yep. i think that we would have won that jacksonville game i mean it changes everything titans have four turnovers like think about that and and we're sitting here talking about how good dobbs did last week but fellas he had a turnover-worthy play. He threw a pick six into, into Diggs, Trevon Diggs' hands, and he dropped it. So, I mean, there are – that is going to be key in this game. We just need Derrick Henry to hold on to the ball. We keep yeah. saying – we assume he's going to, but he keeps dropping it, so I don't know. Well, and that's my thing with, with Dobbs is, you know, again, we don't need him to go out there and throw 350. No. I need you to go out there and miss damage. I need you to work the ball up the field. Whenever you get an opportunity, you know, if you throw for a 200 yards or 220, dude, I'm happy. You know, you go 16 for 20, you know, 200 yards. I'm happy, bro. Oh, geez. That's a I mean, a night. that's what I'm saying. Like, all we need you to do is take advantage of the fact that we're, we're going to be pounding the rock because there's a history here with this team against the Jaguars. And when Derrick Henry get, I believe the, the stat is whenever he rushes the ball at least eighteen times, we're something like six and one or six and zero oh over the last six or seven games. Uh, so we're going to be pounding the rock. But can we take advantage of a heavy box and and maybe flip something over the top of somebody's head? That is going to be the difference in the game. Plus turnovers, definitely, definitely going to be a heavy box. What do you got, Bar? Well, they did the heavy box in this first game they played. And Derrick Henry had ninety eight rushing yards in the first quarter he covered the line in the first quarter I, I just the Jags you sit there and look at it they have the six most tackles in the league Derrick Henry hasn't played in 14 games or 14 days I mean just tons of time to rest I I mean I just think like I, I sit here and say it's going to be a Derrick Henry game which seems obvious but it's going to be a Derrick Henry game <laughs> absolutely I mean, I, I mean you know you, you ask you know there's been a lot of people asking which one's more important Dobbs or Henry here I think they're they're both important, but I think obviously Derrick Henry has to be Derrick Henry first and foremost. Because if he's not, then Dobbs is a moot point. Because Dobbs, if you're relying on Dobbs to carry the team, that's a problem. Game's over problem. if you're relying on Dobbs. Yeah. Well, yeah. I want to know. This is we're doing this on a Friday evening. What's yep. the latest on Burks? In out truly questionable. What? In he'll play, I believe. Uh, why not? You know, it's the last, it's the playoff game. Like if you're hurt, get out there and try. And you have five months to to heal up from this. But yeah, he popped up on the injury report in the middle of the week, which is never good not because good. no, like he started off the week Tuesday or yeah. Wednesday limited practice, and then Thursday nothing with a groin, so he he's questionable. But Vrabel did come out yesterday last night and say that they held him out for precautionary reasons. They just didn't want to. Uh, get, get anything more hurt, but that he expects him to play. Well, it's time, Bob, Trey Bob. It's time to suit up. Come on, Trey Bob. Let's go. I'm excited for both teams uh, that they get to play in such a high stakes game. Hey, it's I mean, a meaningful game you know, between these it, two it's, teams. It's a bad division overall, sure, but these, sure. both of these squads get to play in a championship game Saturday mm -hmm. night. How mm -hmm. about that? Yeah, I mean, like it's we not were, the Colts. We were we were joking that you know who knew we had an we were going to get to have a, a an, an extra playoff game here. I mean, and we're serious about it. I mean, this is win or go home at this point. Bradley, this is the first game the Jags have played in on prime time, not on a Thursday since 2011. 
I mean, if that's how big this is, that they shifted this. This is the most expensive game to get into since the company that tracks these things, that started tracking these things in the history of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. Uh, so it is it is a big deal. I mean, it it is. Uh, just a couple other things out there. I think the, the under is probably a way to go on this because Titans haven't scored 28 points in a game this year. That's wow. only happened to teams that's reached the playoffs five times since the merger. So it's just this is a tough one, fellas. I is, mean, is I, the twenty is the twenty eight there over under, or were you just mentioning that as a stat? I'm just saying they oh, haven't hit that all year. So the the over under for the game is forty and a half, and the Titans have gone under like every game but two games this forty year. and a half. I believe it's forty and a half. All right, yeah. I'll, I I'm mean, gonna remind you guys of the score. I, I'll tell you. Last game. Uh, if this is a game that Jacksonville gets up a couple touchdowns, Tennessee's got a problem. You know, the, the, the key for me in this game is keep away. We need to control the clock. Well, you got the best back to do it. I know. And, you know, if our defense can be as good as our defense can be at times, that, I mean, that's our recipe to win. It's going to be low. It's, look, guys, I sound like a broken record all year. The, this team can only win ugly. It's going to be 17-14, you know, something stupid like that. So the score last time was Jags 36-22, 58 total points. But we've already heard that 20 of those were off of turnovers by the Titans. Um, with With Josh Dobbs playing quarterback and a healthy or Titans team. How are the Titans better than they were in Nashville with Ryan Tannehill? I've got you on that one. Offense. Yeah. Go for it, man. I, I've got my own opinion, but I'd love to hear you. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's mine skipping on me. I, right. I said that like, as you were starting to talk, so go. I got you. Uh, I am for me. The main thing is, is we're going to have, all of our pass rush going at the same time. We're getting, we're getting our, our, our two better defensive backs back. Uh, so maybe our coverage will be a little bit better. I don't know. I mean, does it matter in this, in this defense? I don't know. Um, for me though, uh, I don't, I don't know that a ton changes on offense other than the fact that we have someone that's closer to Ryan Tannehill than Malik was. I know we're not talking about Malik. Yeah, because Malik didn't play. Uh, but day. but my point is, is we we had to find somebody that was going to be as close to, to to Tannehill as we could find. And I think this is this is as close as we could get. Now, take away the turnovers. Maybe Derrick Henry's not pushing as much, you know, because, you know, we've had these conversations off air a lot that, you know, are, are some of these turnovers due to, to Derrick Henry trying to do too much? where he could have scurried out of bounds or he could have just gone down and lived to fight another day. Instead, he's trying to fight for more yards. He ends up getting popped and having the ball dislodged like he did against Jacksonville last time. Uh, so I'm hoping that Dobbs takes a little bit off of Derrick Henry to the point to where Derrick Henry can just do Derrick Henry things. And and then Dobbs can kind of compliment him a little bit and make him that much better. Parker, how are the Titans better with Dobbs? Versus Tannehill. I mean, Tannehill's the better quarterback to take things off of Derrick Henry's plate and didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, he's better by, 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 by like me. And like, yeah, by me versus Peyton Manning. Like, that's how mm -hmm. it's just – that's not the focus. The focus is you said that Malik didn't play that game. The, nope. He's trailing. 
He is a field stretcher that changes the game. He really is. Chig also wasn't used in those games. He is a different part of the offense. But Blake mentioned it. If y'all remember early on this year, the time, by the way, Fulton coming back, underselling it, massive deal. Hooker being out, also likely being out, massive deal. But early on this year, what masked that secondary with all these injuries was that defensive line. I know that we're missing the two edge rushers, but we have got Autry back. You've got Big Jeff back. You have Rashad Weaver back. You've got these linebackers back. It's the first time they have played together since week 11, back when the defense was good. This is the healthiest this injury-ravaged team has been since week one. I'm still They're still the most hurt team in the entire league. 51% of our salary cap is on the IR as I speak. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> there, I actually, I know, I know I'm, I've gone on injuries forever, but let me just explain this to you again. The Titans are the most injured team in the league. The difference between the people on injured reserve from the team with the most to the third, the Titans down to the third is the same from the third to the 19th. The Titans have 33 players on the R. The Jags have seven. It, it, it is the thing. But this is the the healthiest they have been. So lay it on the line, fellas. Like that, I really think this defensive line is the key to this game. If they can get pressure, we all know this. I sit there and you watch Trevor. He does not throw the ball away. He does not want to kill plays. He wants to wait. He wants he'll, he'll make some big plays, but he'll also make some big mistakes. If the defensive line can get pressure, that is how the Titans win this game, and that is the key to this game. The defensive line is everything. I don't disagree. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> I, I, I may flip it on you later and say offensive lines may play the role in this game. I mean, look, our offensive line is what it is. I mean, we're we're too deep in this season. Third in the 32. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're not, no one's going out and talking about how great our offensive line is. Um, we're already shopping. We got the we have the catalog out looking for new ones for next year, I think. <laughs> so, uh, we're marking marking on our wish list. Uh, hey, he brought up Trevor. Let me tell you a little Trevor. No, here we go. Trevor give me, Lawrence. Give me some sunshine. <laughs> Four total touchdowns on the day, 71% passing, 368 yards, three touchdowns, and zero picks. He added a rushing touchdown, which we saw in the intro. Yep. Dominant. Look, the fact is, even if the Jaguars stumble and lose this game, the Jags, man, I'm not sweating it. I mean, because I sit here and I know. That yeah. I've got the best quarterback in the division for a decade. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, easy, that, that, easy money. That remains to be seen no, for, sure, for sure. Well, oh, it doesn't. So it, we just it, get to crown him now. Crown him. It's crown over. him now for the next ten years. So, but, I mean, he did throw for 150 yards and no touchdowns last week. I mean, what has he done? He beat a banged up. Wait, no, he beat a banged up Titans team. He beat a Jeff. He built a Zach Wilson Jets team. And he luckily beat Dallas because they had a hand that hit their hand that fell into their lap for a pick six. He's still, dude, he's been a favorite six times. Trevor Lawrence in his career has been a favorite six times. Not only does he not cover those games, he's only won one of them. And that was last week. <laughs> oh, that's, so, that's the Urban Meyer effect for you. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, look. It takes time to rewrite history. He he is at least trending in a, in somewhat of a positive direction. Oh, I'm definitely. Uh I'm not. I'm not downing him in that. In that Todd Downing. I'm not downing him in that manner. <laughs> Don't say those um, words. But 
we're going to see how this Jaguars team reacts in this type of environment with the, I mean, with the stakes, everything's on the line here. Everything's in front of them. All they had to, both teams, really, all they have to do is win and get in. The difference is, is the Titans have done this year over year. The Jags have not been in this situation right. now. And I, I, I think a big any... difference in this game is that your staff hates your players and and my staff loves my players. Well, that's fine. But you <laughs> so know what? They're going to play for No, that's Peterson. not. No, that's not what oh. professionals do. That's well, not that's a professional thing. What it sounds Profe- like. Well, then you're, you're not grasping. Where, where have they quit? Tell me one player that has quit on the Titans that they've just stopped. There's none. That's ridiculous. No, he's not you're, not, you're not being serious. No, he didn't quit. He didn't quit. They just serious. benched him because he's not. He got uh, hurt. He was, what are you talking about? Yeah, he's on I, IR. Yeah, he, he's he was being, on IR because he trying, didn't know how to train in the office. This is this is Bradley. Oh this he is was, what he's doing. He was overweight. Yeah. Variable says sure. he's not a professional. Go to the IR and get it fixed. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and he didn't get it fixed, and he's still in the doghouse. Well, but that's not him quitting. Well, if he, I guess he didn't quit if you don't ever try to begin with. Well, then you won't be a professional for very long. <laughs> the point is, is even if so, even if the management does hate these players, yep. these players are trying to put together good tape nope. for their next employer because no one's going to want them. That's how the NFL works, buddy. No one wants them anyway. Yeah, okay. Okay, this is just stupid. Let's move. This on. is a this is a ridiculous <laughs> conversation. Yeah, this is a ridiculous conversation. No Down in the comments, that. tell Bradley how dumb that conversation Bradley, is. Who who wants who wants Swain? I hear cricket. Who wants Dobbs? What are you talking about? You're saying they're quitting. Not that they're not wanting. You are cherry picking people. I'm naming starters on your offense. No, you just changed from. No, 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 no. You just changed from they're quitting to people that don't want them. I didn't say that people didn't want Swain. No, it is not. People quitting versus not wanting them is not the same thing. It's not even, that even makes sense. Quitting versus not wanting someone. Like that, that quitting is what. Freaking the panda did the, the whatever the the awful pick there. Not quitting is just quitting is what Jalen Ramsey did on the Jags. Yes, tell me a player on the Titans that's doing that. Not oh he's not good. I can sit here and rack those off all day. Tell me who's quitting. I don't know it. There's not any. I don't know it, but I wouldn't it be easier to just not give it your all when you're hearing coach say. You guys don't prepare the way you should. If you're not like a he professional, keep, he keeps taking digs at them. He's, the he's the coach. It's his, his his job is to is to manage the players by talking down to them. Yes, I, I assume he knows what he's doing because Vrabel on nine days of rest is nine and two against the spread. It's about to be nine and three. I mean, when you're a professional, you get called out for not doing your job. And you know, this isn't this isn't pansy world where you don't do your job and it's like, oh, it's okay, it's okay, no. it's okay. <laughs> don't worry. No, when you don't do your job, somebody on the on the on the team is either going to come see you or the coach is going to come see you. Why can't the players do that? That's literally what I just fucking said. No, but why? Why? Who is that player that hasn't been doing that? Why does Vrabel have to do it? Well, because he's the coach, number one. You don't have a leader in the clubhouse. I, it depends on which side of the ball you're talking about. Offense. O- offensively, no, I do not think we have one. Oh, I don't think Derrick Henry Ryan is a, was that person. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he's as vocal as, as you would like a quarterback to be. I think your defense is fine. I love your defense. Your defense is good. I love I, defense. You know, you would love Derrick Henry to be it, but he I just don't think that's his personality. No. You know, and, and that's fine. But 
you got to have somebody, you got to have a dog. And right now, I don't know that we have a dog on offense. You're going to have a loss. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> and, and I'm going to add another trophy to my case. The last time the Jags swept the Titans was in 2005. So it would undo 17 years of history. Just to hey, that's all that we've been doing lately. We undid a lot of history by beating the Texans. Right? We did. A, I mean, right. it's true. We did. A, we undid a lot of history by coming up to Nashville. Congratulations. Yeah, you did. Yeah. This whole season's about undoing some demons. Well, the, the, the question is, is it, is it an outlier or, or is it a new trend? For the Jags? I, I mean, that's why I sit here confidently saying that even if the Jags lose, it's, I'm not going to be even, worried about it. You just it. said they were going to cover. It's a whole, a whole new world. I'm going to break out in song here. Okay. If the Jags lose, no sweat off my back. This was not supposed to be their year anyway. Well, I, I you know, there are a lot of You're people. You're going to celebrate if they lose. lose. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot of people that are saying that, you know, well, maybe the Titans should just lose so they get a better draft no, pick. Oh, come on. I'm, I'm telling you, if you're a professional, you're playing to win all the time. You're playing for pride. I know, yeah, you're going to drop significantly in the draft. I, I get that. I get it. But whatever. I would rather have an AFC South title. Just one. That, that's loser mentality. I had this conversation some of the other day that wanted to lose, and I was like, loser. Like, loser. You, if you, you want – as bad as the AFC league. South is, you want to win. You want to win the playoff a division. Like, you just do. This would be three in a row. I don't think the Titans have won a division three times in a row since the late 60s. Like – it is hard to win divisions, and once you get in the playoffs, I don't care how bad, how hurt, man, anything can happen. They call it any given Sunday for a reason, right? I mean, we saw Big Ben and the Steelers when they were six seeds go and win it. Like, they're just anything can happen if you get into the playoffs. You just do not know. So you always want to win, and, and what? You want a higher draft pick for what? Draft picks are the most coin flip things ever. Like, I would be more – I I think we – Whoever wins this game would be more likely to win it to a Super Bowl than whatever the draft pick that's hired to be an all like an all pro guy. You know that is just so difficult to hit on. I don't disagree. Well, yeah, I mean, million percent. Yeah, I mean, do we think we're going to find our next quarterback in the draft? I don't think so. Uh, Not this year. I think the next quarterback's on the team, but that's a different discussion for a different day. Hold on to that. I wanted to call out that a history will be made on Saturday night, and I'm giving some kudos to Titans punter Ryan Stonehouse. He is poised to break a record, Parker, that stood for over 80 years. You're giving me some math. Tell us what he would have to do to lose this grasp on record. Well, what they would have to do is they'd have to bench him and put his name on my back. If they bench him, he gets the race. <laughs> no, no, put his name on my back so everybody thinks I'm him. They oh, put me out there. Yes. And then maybe, just maybe, he wouldn't get the record. So he has to punt a minimum of eight times and average 33 yards to for a punt to not set the all-time punting record. Man, if we punt eight not times, that, that's that's not a good not sign either. <laughs> I'm telling you, this Jaguars defense is not going to force eight punts. No way. Well, even if they did, they're not going to be 33. No, no, no. Like, Heck no. He's going to kick I mean, it out of Duval, folks. <laughs> now, that, that, that's a good building point, though, because 
I, it's it's underrated how important Stonehouse is in this game. And Bradley, probably know where I'm going with this because the Jag special team has got a field flipper on that team in Agnew. And he is probably the, what do you think, your best kickoff, best punt returner in football right now? So we've got to get some good hang time. He's, in the, con- he's in the top five. He's in the conversation I, I can't for act sure. like I know them all, so I don't want to. Just get, kick it out of bounds. I don't know. It is a major, like, hey, I'm sitting here praying we can get to the quarterback. Praying Derrick Henry has, yeah, like, let, let's not one. let, yeah. let's not, let's not let Agnew be the thing that beats us. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I believe both punters will play a role. You got uh, Stonehouse and uh, Cook for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Both have had fantastic punting seasons. But enough about punting. Let's go to our NFL pick six. Derrick Henry, if you want to bet something, this guy has had at least 120 yards and a touchdown in each of the last three games against the Jags. He'll probably have it by the second quarter. Again, Travis Etienne's playing well. Trevor Lawrence, I've already said he's the best quarterback in the AFC South. It's a mismatch at that position. Um, Quite frankly, I think I would would trust the offensive coordinator for the Jags over yours. But that just happens to be my head coach. Yeah, well, <laughs> I trust my dog over that court. Yeah, right? Right. So uh, you're preaching to the choir here, buddy. It, it's a complete mismatch here on paper on the game, and this is the Jags will get to rest their starters heading into the playoffs. Not close, folks. Sorry for everyone that has to watch this beat down on Saturday night. Give me the Jags minus six and a half. Not even close. Nope. Not even close to nope. what he just said. Go ahead and mute him. Not even close to what he just said. Uh, this is going to be a tight game. This is it's it's been this is actually, in my opinion, kind of nice that a week 18 game means something in the AFC South. Bradley's always said, ain't nobody getting out of Duval alive in week 18. Nope. Call me a homer. I don't care. I do not care if you call me a homer. Titans, it's going to be ugly, folks. 27 24. (laughs) Titans. Too hot to handle. Randall walks it the f- off. You know, Henry's had some fumbling problems this year. Coming into the year, he's had 11 fumbles inter- for, uh, for his entire career. It's over seven seasons. This year, he's got six. Trevor has 11 fumbles this year. He has nine last year. The two guys with more than that over two seasons are a rushing quarterback in Justin Fields and old man Matt Ryan. That is the list than Trevor Lawrence. I think this defensive line is going to get to him, and they are going to cause issues. And Bradley talks about ETN playing well. Well, the last time he played the Titans, he ran it 17 times and averaged 1.9 yards per rush. Give me the home away from home in the Jeff Fisher wrong team favorite bowl. Titans, bring it home. All right. The battle for the South. Hey, See you in the offseason, boys. Hey, I do have something fun, uh, Bradley, you'll like. So I, I, this, I can't believe I put the spoot thing in there, but there's a lot of incentives in this game. We were sitting here talking last time about how Evan Ingram could go yep. off, right? Because, you know, the Titans suck at covering tight ends. Well, guess what? Evan Ingram needs 61 yards for a $200,000 bonus, and his over-under is set at 46. Uh-oh. Mm. And on top of him wanting that money, 
This is a one-year expiring contract. He wants a mega deal, y'all. He doesn't want another one-year deal. Zay Jones is in the same thing. 98 yards receiving for $250,000 and Uh two receptions for $250,000. How many would have had that? That guy's had like eight drops this year. (laughs) Jeez. Christian Kirk, 91 yards for 500K and two receptions for another 500K. Um, We need to talk about the stadium at some point, too. But anyway, I had to drop those numbers. They're kind of funny. Yeah, nice. stadium talks for offseason. We got plenty of pod time for all that. But yeah, there is news about Jags and stadium upgrades. You can you can look that up while we're paying attention to our games in the in the postseason. <laughs> Moving on. Brandon, this one's for you. This is the first game tomorrow night, Saturday football, Kansas City at Las Vegas Raiders. The Chiefs can earn the AFC's number one seed with a win over the Raiders. Kansas City, though, has struggled at times. Just go look at last week's game against Russell Wilson, the Denver Broncos. Does anyone believe in Jared Stidham? No. I'm waiting. Okay. That, that, that's a no, Newberry, Brandon. Newbie. I don't. Um, I guess he played okay. Um, the Chiefs don't blow out anybody, so I guess my pick is I'm going to take Raiders in the points. I think the Chiefs win, but I'll take the points. Yeah, I, I'm going the same way. I think this is a touchdown game. I don't think – I think it's at nine right now. Nine uh, and a half, creeping. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going Raiders in the points. So the Raiders have either set NFL records or tied NFL records this year. And let me just say, none of these things are good. They have nine one-score losses. They have five losses when leading entering the fourth quarter, five losses with double-digit leads, and 0-4 the double-digit lead at halftime. They've been in four overtime games. I think that might be more on the on the coaching staff there. And y'all are right about Mahomes. When he's a favorite of more than three, he's 9-23 against the spread for his career. But can Stidham do what he did last week? I, you know, I don't know. And we were sitting here talking about incentives. Mahomes needs 400 B yards from – 430 passing yards to beat Manning's NFL passing yards. Um, Surely not this game. Good Lord. <laughs> you know he knows that, by the way. He, they all know it. They absolutely know it. And and this is a divisional game. Mahomes is 26-3 and three against the division and 8-1 and one against the Raiders, and they scored in more than 28 points in every Raiders game. I, it just on the road against the Raiders, Mahomes is four and zero with fifteen touchdowns and one interceptions. I, uh, I, man, g- give me Mahomes. Give me the. Give me the. I'll take it. I think. I think he'll lay the points and take Kansas City. He's going big. Mm. Now we go to an AFC North showdown. There's no Lamar Jackson. Cincinnati <laughs> hasn't played in a long time because of the unfortunate. <sighs> Incident that happened on Monday night football. We're looking at Baltimore, Cincinnati, and um, golly, man, this line is ballooned. This it's currently on DraftKings at nine and a half for Cincinnati. I again, Parker's preached it on this podcast many times. Divisional game, they're usually closer games. I mm-hmm. know it's not Lamar, but I got to take. Plus nine and a half in the Ravens. Man, that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. <sighs> but you know what? I, I think with the emotion still riding high from uh, everything that transpired like this last week, 
Uh, I think I'll go Joey football as well. Bradley should have listened to that one on that first game breakdown on the divisional games. <laughs> and you're right. Lamar may not be playing, but Tyler Huntley is also hurt. So it could be the well-known Baltimore Raven, Anthony Brown at quarterback. I, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know what to do with that. Like what is going on with like, like what is going, what's going on with Lamar? Like, this when it happened, it was supposed Dude. to be a couple of week injury, and I don't. When, did, when was the last time he played? Like six weeks ago. Harbaugh doesn't even want to talk about it anymore. So, so <laughs> he's just, he's, uh, he's looking for a place in uh, the Gulch uh, down in Nashville. Uh, maybe Lamar is the next quarterback of the Titans. So you, y'all, you have Lamar you, and Malik. You joke about that? No, hey, Lamar I'm, and Malik. Well, they can, you would only need one. They can learn something from Lamar. Well, it's not that if they need to learn something from their play callers, what they need to do. Lamar has yeah. missed eight of the last 20 games for the Ravens. And I want to go down a little conspiracy road here because some people think he's not back because of a contract dispute. Ooh, the worst little Jalen Ramsey tool. The the worst this Ravens team looks without him, and they look terrible, the more he is actually gonna get paid because he's that important to the team. I don't know if I buy that, but it's kind of fun to think about. Um but I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this game. Just give me Cincinnati, just because since Anthony Brown might be playing at quarterback. I, I don't know. <laughs> that makes me chuckle every time you say that. I don't know who he is. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down for Brown in this game. Oh Lord. Oh. Then, then we go to the final game of the NFL regular season. We're looking at Detroit. Going to cold. I'm sure it's going to be cold. Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. <clears throat> oh boy! I mean, we got what Aaron Rodgers. We got coach for Detroit, the Madman, Jared Goff, of all people. I'm on St. Brown. Parker loves that guy. You got Should be a Titan. DJ Chark. <laughs> <laughs> is DeAndre Swift still up there? I don't know. I have, like, I have running no the rock. idea. I have no idea anymore. Divisional game could could be for winning in. We'll see. We'll see what the Rams do with Seattle. <laughs> I'm taking the points again. I'm going Detroit plus four and a half or plus five, whatever it is. Give me the points. They could, they could win. I don't know what the weather is. I don't know what the weather is. Parker probably knows what yeah, the weather is. Tell us. Ah, it's going to be cold as hell. But the, the thing that's, <laughs> that's screwed up about this is that the NFL did disservices to teams all across the league. This should be the Titans-Jags game because by the time this game kicks off, Bradley mentioned it, it could be meaningless to the Lions. The yep. Titans-Jags game is the only game that stands alone yep. that cannot be impacted by any other outcome in the yep. NFL. It's, it, it's 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 all about it's all about the TV contract. Sunday night football is the most one watch thing. And NBC said, "Give me the Packers." That's that's why it's there. Um, but just to show you all how far these teams have come, after six games, the first six games, the Lions had a 03 percent chance of making the playoffs, and the <laughs> Packers had a one percent chance to make the playoffs, which I just think is absolutely remarkable. What do the Jags uh, have less than that? Not not less than point three. What I mean, because 
two and what do you say six games? So they were two and four for sure. They were two and five at one point. The problem is though is that the Vikings were so far ahead. They're even oh, further yeah, ahead than the Titans because the, it took out the division chance. Yeah, yeah. So that didn't even exist anymore. And you still had the Titans, and you still had two matchups with them. You know, you could bring it back, but. Packers are 27 and three in their last 30 games at home. It's cold. I've said it a million times. Jared Goff has baby girl hands and he's not good in the cold. Um, yeah, give me the Packers to roll on this one line, stub their first toe, stub their toe in the uh, first primetime game of the year, by the way. Really? I didn't realize that. So you don't count Thanksgiving as primetime? Oh, no. Thanksgiving morning. It was morning. Yeah, well, I'm going Packers too. Ooh. That's why I was saying about the weather. I just don't think that uh, it's going to work out for old Jared Golf. Mm. Best bet times. I have a feeling these two are on some props. Blake, what did you see? Whatever Derrick Henry's rushing yards are, <laughs> I'm taking the over. We got to have it to win. And there's history there that says it's going to happen. So give me the over for whatever the rushing what, yards are. What is it said at Mr. Prop Parker? It is set at 92 and a half, and I almost oh. started. I almost started this. Uh, thought he said, I thought with he said it. you almost farted. Well, almost no. that too, but I almost started and said, Hey, wait, let me get this out because a couple of hours ago, this was at 88. It's gone up four and a half yards in a couple of hours. Wow. So it's going to keep on going up. I mean, if he doesn't get it, you know, like it's just it's, it's over. Then Brad's predictions yeah. right, and they just absolutely get rolled. But the, it's freaking Derrick Henry with a guy playing quarterback that wasn't on the team two weeks ago. They're going to give him the ball like 40 yeah. times. They should. I, yeah. I, it, it, just give me the over. I'm matching like, on this. I, it could be 112 if I would take it. Yeah. So y'all are going to have the same. <laughs> Henry over rushing yards. You, it's the best bet. It's the best bet of the week. Has to be. Go, pull up your little DraftKings thing. Or did you already X out of it? Yeah, pull it up. Uh, what I'm looking at is <clears throat> I'm looking at the New England Buffalo game emotions running at an all time high for good reasons. Demar Hamlin, the the breathing, what do they have in his throat? The just the tube there, yeah, they had an intubation tube in. It was taken out earlier today. He has talked, spoken with his team. Uh, inspirational for sure. I absolutely think the Bills are about to whack somebody. And the Patriots just happen to be in the way. I'm taking the Bills minus 50. I think they're going <laughs> to absolutely kill the Patriots this week. Yeah, I, the, I think you, you're on to something there. The, this is a team that's riding on a lot of emotion right now. Um, a lot of do it for Demar kind of stuff is going to be happening. So I think that's a pretty good one too. Bradley, last time these teams played in a really meaningful game in the playoffs last year, it's basically a playoff game. Buffalo scored on every single drive, Ooh. a touchdown, all I of them. I forgot about that. Yeah. Until the end when they need it, when they were up by 50. <laughs> when they were up by 50. Yeah. Underdog time. It's always tougher in this league to look at and try to pick a dog. I'm just going to. Go with a fun one here yeah. because go think, ahead and do it because I think you got the same one I do. I think if if the Rams and Baker Mayfield can go into Seattle and win, it's going to cause some of that negative controversy there where it's totally messed up the last game of the year. I like chaos. Give me the Rams to upset the Seattle Seahawks. 
Do it, Baker. That's what that's what I got as my dog too. All right. I'm going you know, with uh, Baker and the Rams. You know why it's gonna happen? It's gonna happen because the football gods, like we talked about, Tom Brady breaking the the record at home. All this stuff works. If the Rams beat the Seahawks, that Detroit line game is meaningful. Nope. So yeah. no, it makes Detroit to be able to get in the playoffs. So it'll make that Sunday night football. Oh yeah, game that's possible. right. It would be yeah. a winning in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Win so that, it would just be. It would be perfect. Right. I thought about that one, but I'm going to go with the unknown. And with un, that's seems to be how you can get these underdogs in the NFL when you just don't know. So I'm going to go with the Panthers. Um, let's see here, New Orleans. Yes, I'm going to go with the Panthers to win this game. It's it's a meaningless game. Sam Howell's getting the start for the Panthers. He's going to be motivated to try. He might suck, but at least I know he's not going to quit. There's a difference between sucking and quitting. Also, the Saints, the Saints D is typically better against the pass and the run, and the Panthers are going to run this ball like seventy-five percent of the time. Boy, oh boy! Those were our picks. Now, before we end the show, we're going to extend it just a yep. little bit. We're going to talk about college football for just a second. We're going to have the quick reactions on the UT Vols thirty-one fourteen victory over Clemson in what I call the orangest of orange bowls what were your thoughts the true orange as the cream does rose to the top uh we finally put an end to this acc nonsense that's been happening all year with clemson don't want to hear about it i don't want to hear about Cade Klubnik. he just looked like another freshman quarterback uh, well let me rephrase that i'm gonna tell you this people have been hating on dj all year that team looked exactly like they did with DJ, in my opinion. I saw I saw a kid throwing throwing the ball up off his back foot. I saw a kid being chased for his life. I saw a freaking freshman quarterback that I, I there's no way he doesn't have broken ribs. There's zero chance. <laughs> he he was getting pummeled the entire game. The defense did what they had to do. I mean, and this is a defense that, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of talk about how. Not great they are, but, I mean, they did what they had to do. I mean, they're still better than an ACC offense. I can tell you that. The best ACC offense, arguably. I don't know. I don't have much, so I'll just say quick shout-out to Milton. Quick shout-out to the defense and <laughs> causing that poor, touted kicker from Clemson to go wide left, wide right. Wide up, wide down. I mean, he couldn't hit the broad side of the barn. Hey, he was supposed to be, you know, a, a really good kicker, too. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, Joe Milton. Kudos to you guys. A little bit of a preview there. We'll see. We'll get into that a little bit more in the offseason. Parker, great what you job. Got? What thoughts? I just thought it was nice to watch. It was nice to relax and watch a game mm -hmm. and be like, ah, even when it was close, it wasn't close. You know, no. like I just was like, this is, this is, this, this is nice. Let's like sit back have a drink, eat some pizza, and just, just enjoy the game and not freak out about it. So, you know, we talked about this earlier, that, that your certain teams care about being in these games. And Clemson, once they got knocked out of the college football playoffs, they just didn't care, and it was apparent. Yep. So, speaking of the playoffs, you couldn't really relax very much in either one of these games as you had <laughs> TCU, Michigan, putting up 96 ungodly points, 51 to 45 TCU wins. Some of the, I mean, look, the 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 dream season keeps just keeps going for TCU. Now I will say there was zero defense 
zero tackling. I, every time we were out to eat, whenever yeah. they, that was happening, and we kept looking up, and we're like, well, shit, they're, they're about to score again. Oh. I mean, it was just every time you turned around, one team was missing a tackle and letting them run for 65 yard for a 65-yard touchdown. It was ridiculous. But, hey, TCU's getting it done. They're doing <laughs> what they got to do. I have a feeling that they're running into the wrong team, though. Uh, Save it. We'll get but there. we'll see. Parker, what do you have any takeaways from Michigan? TCU. Uh, Michigan's trash. We can talk even more about that here in a minute. But the um, – yeah, it just it, I was out and I was in downtown Fort Myers, Florida celebrating New Year's and we were like at a bar and it was on and like like say like I would like order a drink and look up and it was it was 14 points more. It was incredible. <laughs> like I, I had points left over like on a jukebox to play some music and I looked at a song and I look up. I'm like, holy crap, they scored two more touchdowns. So yeah, zero defense. It was fun. I'm glad TCO TC won. Shake it up. I want different. I want chaos. It's the reason I wanted to expand the ball. So I'm Let's go, Sonny. Let's do it. Could be. And then you had the nightcap with the Ugga down. What a freaking game. Just about the entire time, um, there were some juicy live money lines floating out there towards the end of the game that some of us may have taken advantage of. But Georgia wins 42-41. What were you doing as that kick wobbled, wobbled, wobbled? Like a helicopter wide left. It never got off the ground very much. Well, we we were standing looking over the bar, waiting yeah, with bated breath along with every other male in that bar, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what was gonna happen there. And I mean, hey, great game, very exciting game. Um, a lot of talk about CJ Stroud coming into that game. Was he an elite quarterback? He proved, hey, I'm here, I'm here to play. He he did that help his draft stock? I don't know. Um, Will Levis said no, but you know, did it show some? <laughs> did it show some chinks in the armor of the Georgia defense? Is the other question. Maybe so, you know, because uh, we'll see. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get what there. were your thoughts about Oga, Ohio State? I thought the the wrong team won that game. I thought Ohio State played better. I think they outplayed them. I did too. I fact, I thought that they were about to end it in the fourth, the beginning of the fourth quarter. I thought, all right, this is about to get ugly. And hey, credit to Stetson Bennett. I mean, he stepped up and, and they, they played well. I just it it felt like just watching that game. I watched most all of that. It felt like Ohio State was a better team in that to me. I got a question. You two are obviously Vols fans. What's Eric Ainge's beef with Stetson Bennett? Have you seen this? I think I I don't know, but I, if I had to guess, just from Eric Ainge in the past, he probably just thinks he's not that great of a quarterback. Yeah, I don't I don't honestly I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think every college let me rephrase it. Every SEC fan that's not a Georgia fan probably can't stand to look at Stetson Bennett cuz he's 45 years old <laughs> playing in in college, but uh hey, he gets the job done. That's all you can really say. I just don't know where the uh, anger came from. Like what what kind of caused it's because him he plays for Georgia's right? radio show or whatever. I mean, I just assumed it's because he played for, you know, I mean, he played for yeah, Georgia. And he I would was too. And that's kind of, that would be, well, I'm, that's kind of some of Eric Ainge's stick is he kind of hates on, he craps on quarterbacks because he was a, a high level SEC quarterback too. So he, he thinks that he's got, you know, uh, a, the right to sit there and say that this quarterback's not very good. And, and I, I, I like it or not, I, I don't know. I, I have no opinion on it. 
either way. Were you able to pull it up, or did you look? I was just looking at exactly what his quote was because I saw something about it, and I was trying to pull it just to make sure I didn't misquote it. He said, a quote, I'm cheering hard against him. I want Georgia not just to lose the game. I want them to lose with Stetson Bennett throwing four touchdowns. I want Stetson Bennett to throw four picks and cost his team a championship. He's such a punk. Jeez. I mean, what? I uh, did he kick Angel's dog? What the hell? I don't know. I don't know. He beat his Vols early in the year. That's what he did. Yeah, that's probably that's seriously probably. I mean, I mean, ser- I mean, uh, it is what it is. Some some people take it serious, noob. Some people take it serious. I guess. Not, every, us- not everybody doesn't care about their college. I mean, as you see here, these two games had a combined two thousand points. No defense. <clears throat> Not my cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. But that brings us to the college football championship game. TCU, Georgia. People think Georgia in a walkaway win, but not so fat. Be careful with that. Yeah, I'm not so sure. You know, what is that line? Let's look that line up. I'll look at 12. It was at 12 when we started this. And, and hey, this is the game maybe to wait if you like Georgia because TCU has been making a lot of people a lot of money, and they're the public favorite. Oh, that, could, no. that could creep down. Think about it. talking about Mattress Mac again. No, I'm talking just the public. People have been betting him, them like crazy, and they've been covering everything. And, and hey, kudos to them. They have overachieved more than probably any t- team that I can remember. At the beginning of this year, before they played us anything, TCU's win total was six and a half games. So, I mean, they are obviously way better than that. But this game, this is the first time the Big 12, this shocked me. I didn't realize this. This is the first time the Big 12 has sent a team to the final game in the playoff era. This is the eighth in a row the SEC has been in it. But the, the there is a there is a Grand Canyon worth of a difference between these two teams. Before this season started, if they would have played in the first game of the regular season against each other, Georgia yeah. would have been favored by 25. Ooh, I was going to guess 28. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I know. I see it, man. I just, with what's uh, on the line this time of year, kids' minds are, I mean, these are kids. I mean, kids' minds are everywhere coming off of Christmas and New Year's. I mean, it's it's bound to be another one of these type of games, like a 42 41. I think, yeah, I, I think 12 and a half. Might I think it be has to be. If TCU wants a chance to win, that's what it has to be. Um, uh, I'm looking at this though, and it's just like, what did that Georgia uh, Ohio State game tell you? Um, I think it's that Georgia is beatable if you've got a high powered offense. Um, it's interesting, it's a very interesting matchup for sure. So, what would we do? As the DDS crew, what will we do with this? I'm just thinking ahead. We're going to bring a new segment to season three of DDS. What mm-hmm. would we do right here in our picks and our real money picks? Yeah. Looking at it, are we doing to do spread? Do you want to do the over under? What are we doing? The, the, the my bet would be Georgia first half to cover seven. Uh, is what I would propose if we were doing that because I think they they come out and they just slack them to get maybe at the end they they take the foot off the brake a little bit um, or off the gas a little bit. But Georgia is missing their two best edge rushers in this game. But let's be honest, y'all. Like Georgia's, this is a good thing about like NFL injuries. All the backups kind of suck, right? In college, like if Georgia gets hurt, 
their backups backups are better than TCU has out there. Yeah. At least they're they're more highly recruited. And I mean, everybody talks about this Georgia defense, but the offense has outgained their opponents this year by more than two thousand yards. That's the most in the country. And TCU, as much as I'm cheering for them, I want them to win this game. You watch them, they are the poor man's Tennessee. It's the same type of offense, and good luck getting that ground game established against Georgia. We saw the real Tennessee, what happened against Georgia. So bringing on the the TCU version, I think this can get ugly. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you bring up a good point because, I mean, the offenses are very similar between Tennessee and TCU. And, you know, the fact that Georgia has a blueprint on how to slow that offense down or stop it completely, I think that that, that, that could tell the story of how this game could go. Um, it's it's a difficult thing here because I know TCU is also aren't they playing for some kind of historic thing where they're the only out uh, team that's ever been outside of the top twenty five and won the national championship or something like that at the beginning I of mean, the year. I don't have it in front of me, but probably I, I've I got a power rating in front of me, which is usually more accurate. That they were like forty fourth in the country on that. Yeah. Right. But there are now there is some things about Georgia while you're looking at that. Their behemoth of a man tied in, Darnell Washington, is He's crazy out, important. I, I think, the yeah. last time I heard that he was questionable with the soft tissue, I haven't seen if he was officially out or not. I think what I would do, what I would try to pitch to you two, is let's tease it up to TCU plus 14 and a half, which is minus 140. And just take TCU plus 14 and a half. I think they're covering the 12 and a half. I really do. I don't know. I don't know that they win, but give me two 14, full touchdowns. Yeah, 14. I could go for that. I could go that. I think so. The problem is, is in our state, you don't have props on players. That's probably really the way to go in college. No, <laughs> yeah, not yet anyway. We apologize for the extended show. We yep. couldn't get in this show without talking about us, college football. Hey, down in the down in the comments down there, tell us what you think is going to happen here with this TCU Georgia game. What would be your bets here? What what would you what would you go with here? We're thinking uh, TCU fourteen and a half. I mean, that sounds reasonable. You don't have to pay too much for it. No, minus no. one forty versus what the line is. It's like what is it minus. 110, yeah, 12 and a half minus 110. So you're not paying too much. No. Um, That's all I've got, all the thoughts there, but that leads us to our little final segment, if you hung around. Well, did did we actually, so I, yeah, what do we think is going to happen here in this game? We never actually. I'm going Georgia wins, but doesn't cover. uh, I think I'm actually going to go Georgia wins big. Oh, yeah, that, that's why I was pitched in the first half, minus seven. Georgia's going to keep Bennett clean. They're going to pick the TCU team apart. I, I just don't think they have much of a chance. I think Georgia can run it down their throats, too, and just destroy them in the trenches. I hope I'm wrong because I would love to see TCU. We do other shows, folks, and here's a little prediction. I'd love to see TCU win their football and basketball championship in the same year. But I do think Georgia wins this game. I'm not kidding you. Four touchdowns. Wow. Wow. Yay. <sighs> that one stung a little bit right there. Straight from the man's Parker, mouth. Parker said you don't even have to watch. Golly. Turn it over to WWE Monday Night Raw. There's nothing Damn. to see here in the college football championship. Good grief. More than happy to be wrong. More than 
Yeah. And obviously for entertainment purposes, I think that everybody. Hey, get together, have a drinking game, enjoy a high scoring affair. Absolutely. Whatever. Absolutely. Hey, one thing I can tell you is you're not going to have to worry about seeing a bunch of missed tackles in this game. That's that's I mean, that's what this offense Mm. makes you do is tackle in space. We'll see about that with TCU. I saw some missed tackles against Michigan. Yeah, it's fucking Michigan. We tackle people. No, I'm talking about TCU missing tackles against Michigan. Oh, I'm talking about Georgia missing TCU. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll still see some missed tackles, but it'll be Georgia running down the sidelines. (laughs) Well, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, What else? Is that it? Is that all we got? All I've got for the show. Parker, you got anything you want to touch on? We got to, we got to. Did you want to go, did you want to go, Mr. Harbaugh? Yeah, there's oh. some controversy right now surrounding the University of Michigan. Oh, Funny you there should goes mention my it. Final thought. Oh, oh I thought no, 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 go. I thought that was a topic. That's my bad. We'll go right. <laughs> the Michigan football program has been <laughs> under NCAA investigation and expects to receive a notice of allegations by Friday today. Source told the Athletic. What's the latest on Harbaugh? I mean, this was like right after he said, oh, I intend to come back. I'm coming back. What I'll was be it? Back. It was something centering around them doing uh, like Zoom workouts, like workouts via Zoom and like him observing people doing the workouts in a, in a, in a non-evaluation uh, period or something like that. This is the thing. First off, does anybody take the freaking NCAA serious anymore? No. Does anyone give a damn? Does anybody in the Big Ten give a shit what the NCAA says? No. So why does it matter? Bill Self is down there doing running a Ponzi scheme at Kansas with basketball, and they're not doing shit to him. No. I mean, Tennessee kind of self-imposed everything, so they didn't have to do anything. LSU is down there openly paying for players, and they didn't do shit about that. So who cares what the NCAA says? No. I, I am on Harbaugh's side here if he just tells them to go fly a kite. I want to hear it, Parker. <laughs> so you're right. It doesn't matter what the NCAA says. It's going to be five level one complaints. The problem is one of them is Harbaugh didn't cooperate with investigators. <laughs> guys, <laughs> this, this, is, this is it. It may not matter what the NCAA says but in harbaugh's little letter he put out he's like i expect to be back and really uh like excitingly prepare for this it was something really worded strange let me take you back to a time at usc when this same type of thing with pete carroll happened and he looked at what for a way to sneak out the back so let me tell you fellas this is it he is done he is out of michigan (laughs) joe moore one of the assistants is going to be up and he is going to be if Mike McDaniel gets fired, which would be the stupidest thing ever, he'll be the coach at Miami. If he is not the coach at Miami, he will be where he played quarterback, and that is in Indianapolis. Yes, sir. That is it. He's done. I'm calling it. This is his way to sneak out of this and to, to will they were going to fire me. No, this is his way to sneak out of the back door. Super, super spicy stuff. Love hearing it. I love people. I love it when people just tell the, the NC, they just laugh in the NCAA's face. But guys, hey, that was a show as far as I'm concerned. Is that everybody's show? Is that everybody got? <laughs> I, I'm searching for a right. Well, while you're doing Another, it, guys, hey. <laughs> What's that? Nothing. I was going to tell him to Google Sam Hartman. That could be his other final. No, no, okay. no, no. All right, all right. Well, guys, we really appreciate you joining us tonight on DDS Sports Talk. While you're heading out, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button. Share this with all your friends. Check us out on all our social media, Facebook, Instagram, 
TikTok and Twitter at DDS Sports Talk. You should you can also download all the audio versions of this podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Gentlemen, final thoughts. Well, while Bradley's looking no, there, I've got one. Oh, he's perked up when he said that. Jeez. Oh no! There it is. The uh, board of directors have spoken, board and directors. one Vincent Kennedy McMahon is set to return to the WWE. <clears throat> After allegations, uh, time has passed. I think he's ready to come back. On this news, the stock is way up in the past week. He is ready to come back, and I believe he's planning to sell the WWE. Look out that it might be Comcast. Just oh, a Lord. little prediction. Lord have mercy. Blake, this is why he can't tell the difference between people faking it or quitting. Just, just do much of the WWE hold there. And I'm going to go. My final thought, y'all. Run, run to the betting windows and take the first quarterback to be taken in this year's draft. We've got some digging to do in oh. more podcasts. I just started this a couple of days ago. And I'm telling you right now, it's going to be Mayo Boy. He is no. going to be the first quarterback taken to this draft. No, Go out there. That might be the first bet on the new DDS no. DraftKings account. Uh, is that what we're really – are we going to mock that in the offseason? Uh, well, well, we've got time to look at it, but I'm telling you right now, get ready to hear the stuff about uh, how Stroud's not got good. Get ready to hear uh, about how he's too small down there in Alabama. Yep. Get ready. They always fall in love. The GMs always fall in mm. love with the big white – Strong guy. Like, it just is. Yeah, Daniel Jones. It is. <laughs> it, it, like, go back to Tom, fellas. I'm serious. It, it just is what it is. You're going to hear the Josh Allen comp over and over and over again. And let me tell you, the Josh Allen comp is, is actually a different guy. It's Anthony Richardson. But that's the whole, we can talk about that later. Will Levis, first quarterback taken. Uh, Kentucky Durbin, if you're listening at this point of the podcast, go ahead and let us know. What do you think about Will Levis going number one to the Houston Texans in this upcoming yeah. draft? Like anybody gives a shit. Guys, but in all seriousness, thoughts and prayers out to DeMar Hamlin. I also want to give a big shout out to the first responders. I don't think anybody really realizes how close this was to being a very uh, tragic situation happening live on TV in front of everybody. Uh, those guys, they saved his life. Everybody needs to find a first responder and tell them how much they appreciate them. They are lifesavers, guys. My hat's off. As always, it is two-tone blue all the way, you guys. 